I'm Dave Champion. Infections are increasing pretty much everywhere in the United States and Europe concerning the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Despite the fact that government has now for 10 months been telling us, we have to do this, we have to do that, we have to do the other, and, and if we just do these things, then we'll, we'll all be okay and the virus won't spread. Yeah, okay. So the virus is spreading and the government, on the whole, is not being honest, is not admitting that its measures were completely, utterly meaningless and superfluous except to destroy the lives and economies of millions of people. So finally, I came across a single article of all places in the New York Times where government officials are starting to say, man, we just don't know. This is the New York Times headline. How are Americans catching the virus? Increasingly, they have no idea. This is by Sarah Mervosh and Lucy Tompkins. And they did a really nice job with this article. They're, they're still stuck sort of in the old paradigm, you know, the traditional establishment narrative. But on the whole, they did a great job with the article. And as we move forward, I'm going to be quoting quite a bit from their article. Because I'm going to be quoting a lot from the New York Times article, I'm going to be looking down and reading from paper. So let's start with an individual who is a patient, somebody who tested positive and developed COVID-19 rather than one of the health experts. So Denny Taylor, 45 years of age, said he had taken exacting precautions, wearing a mask, getting groceries delivered before he became the first in his family and among his co-workers to test positive for the virus and develop COVID-19. His statement is, I was so careful. And that parallels some of the people in my universe, uh, people who I know socially and friends, those who never wear a mask, it's only social distance when in public because you never know who actually says, yeah, man, you need to social distance. So most of my friends, including myself, we social distance in public because you never know what the other guy wants, right? You want to be respectful. But among ourselves, we don't do that. We never wear masks. We shake hands. We hug our friends and so forth. Not a single one of us has been sick. Nothing. Zero. Uh, however, the people I know here in town who have been the most fastidious about following the government's instructions and wearing a mask every second they've been out of the house and so forth, yeah, some of those have tested positive, and at least one gentleman I know was hospitalized for three weeks with COVID-19. My observation there, for what it's worth, is following the government instructions aren't going to help you at all, and perhaps, perhaps, may make things worse. So John Hopkins has been a big player in this. Whenever you try and search for something on the internet, statistics or facts about SARS-CoV-2 or COVID-19, John Hopkins is one of the very first things that comes up uh, in the, your search results. So I thought this was interesting. This gal's name, Crystal Watson. She's a senior scholar at the Center for Health Security at the John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. And she says, speaking of the virus, quote, it's just kind of everywhere. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, she's right. It is everywhere. And more than she knows, because 
what the media is not talking about and what any of these health experts are not talking about is how many people actually have been infected with the virus beyond those we know about. Is it for every one we test that we know is positive, is it 10 more, 20 more, 30 more, 40 more, 50 more, 60 more? Okay. Uh, back at the beginning when we were doing almost no testing, there were estimates as high as for every one person that tested, 80 other people had already been infected. Now that we're doing a ton of testing, I'm going to guess it's in the range of for every one person who's infected, there's 40 to 45 other people that are infected, what we know about versus what we don't know about. But because these are the group we don't know about, this is all speculation. But I think the important thing to keep in mind is this. 100% as much speculation for the experts as it is for you and I, if you don't know, if we're not testing. And so how many people in that group over there that haven't been tested actually got infected? Yeah, I don't know. Fauci doesn't know. Uh, Carol Watson doesn't know. None of these people know. This one I find particularly, I don't know, amusing, ironic. Dr. Seyo Yoon who supervised a team of contact tracers in Massachusetts this spring, said, quote, We were pretty successful and were very proud of how the case numbers went down. Yeah, except from September 2nd until now, as I'm doing this video, cases in Massachusetts are up 1,500%. So I want to be very clear, and I don't mean any offense to Dr. Yoon, Contact tracing had nothing to do with it. What he's doing is saying, well, me and my team, we're out contact tracing. We're so proud of our work because the cases aren't rising right now. Dr. Yoon's statement was about contact tracing, and we're going to do a few more things about contact tracing here in just a moment. I just want to make clear that epidemiologists, communicable disease experts, experts, they, would, they, they have pitched, and the media has pitched it on their behalf, the contact tracing is some sort of a solution, and it's not. Now, there are some infections where contact tracing can work effectively. Okay? It's, it's got a low rate of transmissibility, and you have rapid testing. So it, it doesn't transmit readily from person to person. I mean, it does, but not with, for instance, the speed of SARS-CoV-2. Um, it maybe doesn't have up to a 14-day incubation period. And you can get tested and know by like the end of the day or the next morning, which is not at all what's going on here in the United States. Uh, interesting story. A friend of mine, a couple weeks back, uh, he wasn't feeling well. He went to the doctor. And of course, what's the doctor going to do? You need to be tested for COVID-19. So he takes the test. Um, like I said, it's been close to two weeks now. Never heard a peep. Not positive, not negative, just never heard from them. So yeah, the testing super efficient in the United States. So the real underlying point I want to make is that contact tracing with SARS-CoV-2 is not a viable tool to supposedly get out in front of the virus. Some viruses, contact tracing can accomplish that. Here is just a waste of time and energy because we're never going to get out in front of SARS-CoV-2. It spreads too rapidly and it has too long an incubation period. I mean, I get epidemiologists and communicable disease experts. This is really their heyday, the last 10 months, right? This is some pretty heady stuff for them, for the epidemiologists and communicable disease experts. 
So, of course, they're going to pitch, oh, guess what I have? I, can, I got this in my toolbox, and I've got that in my toolbox. And, yeah, those things are tools in your toolbox. And it is tools in the toolbox for certain viruses. The problem is they're telling the public, hey, look what I have in my toolbox, even though this doesn't work on that problem. Dr. Ogechika Alozi, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, chief medical officer at Del Sol Medical Center in El Paso, quote, contact tracing is not going to save us. Yeah, right, just like I said. What I'm about to share with you is the actual writing of the two reporters who wrote the article. And it says, in North Dakota, state officials announced they could no longer have one-on-one -on -one conversations with everyone who may have been exposed. Aside from situations involving schools and healthcare facilities, people who test positive were advised to notify their own contacts, leaving residents largely on their own to follow the trail of the outbreak. Okay, so, yeah, that's factual. Okay. But you've always been on your own for the very reason I just said. If you've got, especially back in the early days where it was possible, we don't know, again, we don't know, but it seems very reasonable that for every one person who got tested back in the early days when virtually nobody was getting tested, for every one person that got tested, 80 were already infected. As far as contact tracing, which was non-existent in that day anyway, it was just beginning to ramp up, uh, you were on your own, right? So if we go back, say, a month ago, we say for every one person tested who comes up positive, there's 40 or 45 people that are also infected, but nobody knows about them because they're asymptomatic or they just stayed home or whatever the case is. You're not contact tracing them either, right? So you've got this guy you're contact tracing and all of these people you're not contact tracing. Yeah, we've always been on our own. Again, quoting the words of the two reporters, in Philadelphia City, officials acknowledge that they now must leave some cases untracked. Well, they were actually leaving the vast majority of cases untracked, but that's, we talked about that. Most people, they said, are catching the virus through friends and family. Golly gee whiz, you think? <laughs> and it's been that way since day one. The only difference is now that they can't pretend to be having some sort of effective con control over the virus. No, they can't even remotely claim that without looking like idiots. Now they're like, it's you people, friends and family. This from Dr. Arnold S. Monto, a professor of epidemiology at the University of Michigan. Quote, we weren't supposed to get to this point. If you have five clusters going on at the same time, it's hard to say where it came from. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, it's impossible to say where it came from if you have one cluster. It's impossible to say where it came from if you have one person test positive. You can guess if the person says, well, I was at the grocery store and I was at Home Depot and I was at Walmart and I was at my sister Mary's house and I picked up her kids from school. You're guessing. Kaylee Lingang, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. She's a 21-year-old contact tracer in Grand Forks, North Dakota. And she said, quote, people are realizing that you can get it anywhere. <laughs> people are realizing, like the light bulb just went on, you can get it anywhere. What, did you think you could only go and get it at the store? It's on sale? Yeah, of course you get it anywhere. Now, so, so one of the really funny things about this is she and a couple of her colleagues tested positive. 
So now she's trying to contact, she's a contact tracer, right? So she's trying to contact trace it. And she alleges that she knows she got it from her parents because several days earlier than she tested positive, her parents were exhibiting symptoms, okay? It doesn't mean that's where she got it, right? So then she believes that that's it, okay? I, my parents had it, they're symptomatic, I test positive, it's them. That's a presumption. There's no, no proof there, right? That's a presumption. Fair enough. So then she says to her parents, now she's a contact tracer, right? She's like trying to work with her parents to find out where they got it. She said, they have no idea. And that's pretty much how it always is with contact tracing. Again, the words of the two reporters. In earlier, quieter periods of the pandemic, people could ask a common question, quote, where did you get it? And often find tangible answers. No, ladies, they did not find tangible answers. They guessed, just like this gal who was the contact tracer. She's guessing she got it from her parents because the parents are the visible ones. Oh, my parents had, had symptoms several days before I tested. It must be them. Doesn't mean it's them. There's no tangible answers. This, this whole construct is absurd. And the lion's share of the U.S. population is just like, well, yeah, okay. I think some of the early events sort of promoted this idea that the experts actually knew what they were talking about. I'll give you an example. When testing was not prevalent, they went in and they tested certain factories. So they would go into a factory with 300 people and 227 would test positive and they would say, see, the outbreak is in the factory. Like, yeah, what's your point? <laughs> That's not science. That's not whiz-bang epidemiology. It's common sense. You have Somebody gets infected and it goes on for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks because you're not testing, right? They're working shoulder to shoulder eight hours a day. And then suddenly health officials come in and say, well, we're going to test everyone in this factory. Oh, look, you all have it. That's not stunning science or sizzling epidemiological talent. That's common fucking sense. When I run into people who tell me you know, masks work, I share a little bit of information with them. And then I ask them to share a little bit of information with me. The information I share with them is that um, in 1920, the very first research was done concerning wearing masks during a pandemic. It was on the heels of the Spanish flu. And I point out that that study concluded that the unintended consequence of wearing masks during the Spanish flu was it actually caused more infections, not less. I then point out to them that in the hundred years since that study, not one single study has concluded that wearing a mask slows or halts the spread of a virus. Not one. So I asked them, those are the facts. So do you have one? Am I missing something? Because I'm pretty thorough in my research, right? Physiology is my bag. Research is my bag. So you have something for me? They never do because it doesn't exist. You can't come up with something that doesn't exist. I love it. One lady said, well, are you referring to the National Institutes of Health study where they concluded that they don't know that masks don't help? 
<laughs> as if an open question like, well, we don't know, it might help, is science. No, it doesn't work that way. But no, they're never able to answer, well, yeah, here's a study that showed that wearing masks halts or slows the spread of a virus. In a hundred years, not one. So I share that story to draw this parallel. I, I think you should say to everyone you talk to about this pandemic, you should say, in the history of mankind, but most specifically, we'll limit it to say what we call modern science, say the 20th and 21st centuries. Can you name a single viral outbreak, and I'm talking about that's readily contagious, not something like HIV or um, hep C that requires the exchange of intimate bodily fluids. I'm talking about readily communicable, readily transmissible virus. Can you tell me one single case in the last 120 years in which government action halted the spread of a virus? I'll wait. Because the answer is none. So as I look at these less than intelligent people uh, around me in this country, in America, that are like, you know, we, we, we just need to do what the government says. Why? <laughs> no government has ever taken any action in the history of mankind that has halted the spread of any virus ever. So based on that reality, why are people investing themselves in this? I don't get it. Is, it. is it that they're so fearful they have to cling to some sort of idiotic illusion? So here's the deal. Anybody with a brain understands that all these government measures since day one have been utterly absurd and nonsensical. They have cost God knows how many lives, but that's what these crazy dictatorial lunatic governors have done, exercising emergency powers, which in terms of the virus essentially makes them the worst dictators the world has ever known. So what is there we can do about that? Oh, you're not going to like the answer to that because Americans are addicted to being comfortable. Uh, we just, oh, we just don't want anything, anything to ruffle our feathers. We don't want to be uncomfortable about anything. Yeah, because we're Americans. We just love comfort. Yeah, we've lost the spirit of resistance. But if you want to stop this, the answer is mass civil disobedience. You tell the governors, hey, look, I know you got these mandates, and here's your mandate right here. Stop doing it.